Welcome to episode 78 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are wrapping up October and our theme of putting sobriety first so everything else doesn't come last. This month, I had Spring and Matt as guests, and if you listened to their episodes, you can tell with absolute certainty how passionate they are about this topic. And if you haven't listened to these episodes, head on back, listen to them, check them out, get inspired. So you guys, today I am going to wrap up this month solo and I'm going to get a little personal and I'm going to get passionate. So buckle up buttercups, get ready for the next five, seven minutes of just some vulnerability here. And I love being able to do this for you guys because, you know, ultimately this is why I do this podcast, because I want to be very real with all of you about things that happen to our state of minds and what we can do to make them work for us, right? And not against us. So here we go. I want to start out by letting you guys know that in the past couple of months, I've had a couple of really good friends of mine die from this disease. And I've had a few friends go back out drinking and their lives are a complete shit show again. The reality is this, people die from this disease every day. From my perspective, people die and they go back out when they don't choose to put sobriety first. That's just my honest thoughts. This disease is crafty. It knows how to trick us into believing that we don't need a program of action and community and accountability. This disease takes us down and everybody that cares about us too. I will share with all of you right now that I personally have never been so sick in my recovery as I was in year two of my recovery when I moved from Telluride to Denver to take this job at Harmony. When I moved, I didn't get plugged into community right away. I didn't get on my regular meeting schedule right away. And I just dove into my new job here at Harmony. I just dove into work. It consumed my life. I didn't even think about this at all until one day, my husband, who was my then boyfriend at the time, he point blank, you guys just called me out. Yeah. Like he full on called me out and he just said, Michael, are you going to meetings? Are you talking to your sponsor? He said this out of love because he noticed a dramatic shift in my demeanor. I was short. I was working too much. I wasn't present. And honestly, what I noticed when he called me out was this deep inner soul sickness. I continued from that moment to break down in tears out of complete embarrassment because he was right. My sobriety was not coming first in that period of my life. Everything else was, and I was suffering. My health wasn't great. I wasn't working out. I wasn't sleeping well. I was stuck in self and not reaching out. I honestly didn't realize how bad it was until I did, until Jesse finally said something. I immediately after that conversation and after I gathered my thoughts and stopped crying, I called my sponsor and she said, I was wondering when I was going to hear from you, Michael, get your ass to a meeting, go be of service. 
here I was, I was broken. That feeling that came over me, it's hard to describe, but it was a feeling that I knew that everybody was right. And I was, I was so embarrassed. I was like, how did this happen? How did I let my incredibly badass program of recovery slip away? I can't tell you exactly how it did, but I will say, actually, that's a lie. I can tell you how it did. It slipped away because I didn't put it first. I didn't move to Denver with a plan, with community, with action items in order. So that's what happened. I became super, super soul sick. When I got off the phone, I immediately went ham on looking up meetings. I went to a meeting every single day for over two weeks, exploring different communities, just trying to figure life out, trying to get back into my meeting routine and get back to feeling like Michael. When I started to put my sobriety first again, my life got better quickly. To this day, I hold on to that feeling. I remember how sick I felt and try not to catastrophize what would have happened if I didn't have Jesse there to call me out. I'm a sick and suffering alcoholic at my core, you guys. And sometimes I have these thoughts and I talk to Jesse about it to this day. And I'm like, what would have happened if you weren't there to call me out? What would have happened? That is a scary freaking thought. And I'm glad that didn't happen. And I'm glad the order events happened that the way they did, everything happened the way it was supposed to be. I want to tell you that the decline happened so fast when I didn't put my sobriety first. It was scary. I never thought it would happen to me. I saw all these other people that it was happening to, that people weren't putting their sobriety first. And I saw what was happening to them with their body language, their mentality, with how they were showing up. And I was like, ooh, like that's never going to be me. Like that's never going to be me. Guess what it was? It happened. And oh, you guys, like it sucked. So what I want to say to all of you is that on the other side, I am grateful for that experience. It is a huge driver for me to never go back to that place again. I know I should never say never, but like it's a huge driver because I really never want to get back to that place again one day at a time. Since then, I have created more accountability with sober friends. I have created a community up here in the Denver area that I have friends that check in with me and I check in with them. Even if it's just to say, hey, how are you? I'll have friends that even just out of the blue will say, hey, Michael, how's your recovery? Have you hit any meetings lately? What are some good ones? And I need that. And I want that because that is how we survive. At its core, I truly believe that accountability and community are so important. And I mean, so important. Trust me, I get it, you guys. It feels like a chore some days, putting sobriety first. But let me tell you, I quickly changed my perspective because I feel like I hit the jackpot with this disease. Because let's be real here, with other people that have a disease, sometimes they have to take like 50 prescriptions. They have to go to countless doctor visits. And you want to know what my solution is? My solution is hanging out with a sober community, showing up for others, being of service. So yeah, I feel like I hit the jackpot being an alcoholic. (sighs) So to all of you that are struggling with this, 
change your perspective. I care. I care so much. And I am so sick of having friends die and watching people's lives deteriorate. We have a solution. We have a brilliant solution. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, I'll see you in November. 